On today's episode, I am talking with Paula, with Pin with Paula, who is a blogging and Pinterest manager. When it comes to Pinterest, there are a lot of different things that we could talk about. But today, I want to focus in on why Pinterest is a long-term strategy and how it can help you take a step back and create balance in your business. You're listening to The Creative Business Plan. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. Welcome, Paula. I am so happy to have you here. I would love if you would start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your business. Uh, first of all, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Uh, so I am Paula and I am a Pinterest and blogging manager. Uh, but first I started my business around three years ago and I was a full on social media manager, including like Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest too. And I have since burning out in my corporate job been all about that work-life balance and I found that just overall social media management didn't do it for me and I also saw that Pinterest was bringing my clients more results like more website traffic and more meaningful conversions so I made this scary pivot and yeah been a Pinterest and blogging manager fully for a year and a half now maybe a bit more. I love that. And that's really what today's episode is about. I am all about on the podcast and with my students um, talking about how we can have long-term strategies that are going to give us more balance in our business and how we can get away from like the constant hustle. And so I love that we're going to be incorporating how we can use Pinterest today as well as using it to create balance in our business. So the first question that I have for you is, I think it's human nature for us to want instant gratification. And photographers are no different. We want to do something that gives us results and results like right this second. If we, you know, (laughs) I know that I've been like run an ad and I'm like sitting there waiting for my email. I'm like, okay, well, I started running the ad. Like something's going to come through my inbox like right now. And so we just love instant gratification in our businesses. Um, But in my opinion, long-term strategies are far more beneficial in our businesses. Can you help give us an idea about why Pinterest is a long-term strategy and why we don't see that instant gratification? Yeah, totally. So I've been guilty of chasing instant gratification myself in my business. And it was like a massive mindset shift that I needed to make because otherwise it felt like if that post wouldn't uh, perform well and wouldn't help me land a client, then my business was like, I can just throw it out of the window. Uh, But with Pinterest, why it is like this long-term thing is because it's more of a search engine. So it is very similar to Google, but it's more visual. So as with any search engines, it just takes time to start working. So it will be at least three to four months for Pinterest to even recognize you and your work and optimize itself to start pushing out your content in front of your ideal clients. And yeah, but once it really 
starts working, it starts working. Like you will generate so much traction, so much visibility and website traffic. You just really need to persevere and push through those first few months to like see those great results. Perfect. And so I'm all about trying to get us out of the hustle and creating that balance. How does Pinterest help us achieve that goal? That's a great question. So for Pinterest, uh, well, it like we said, it's like this long-term strategy and every single pin that you make can last you for months and even years. So when you create that Pinterest content, you know it's not going to just be living in the algorithm for 24 hours, maybe 72 hours. It's going to be there for you for weeks and months. And I don't recommend stopping to pin once you start seeing success, but I know anything can happen. You get busy, life throws a curveball at your way, Um, but those pins will then still generate you some traction. So that is why I really recommend going on Pinterest. And although it will take some time to get into the groove of pinning, it will definitely in the long run help you not rely on only on Instagram and feeling like you are constantly in this content creation hamster wheel that is basically Instagram (laughs) needing to pin, uh, sorry, post every day or every other day just to get visible. So Pinterest really helps you take more control over your time and marketing. We all know that consistency is important. Everyone says this, consistency, consistency, and anything that we do for our businesses. So what does this look like for Pinterest? How often do we need to be pinning or creating content? Like what is a good Pinterest strategy and what does that look like? Yeah, so the first... At first, you were able to get away with like a pin a day on Pinterest and still see success. But nowadays, I see that you should be pinning at at least two to three pins per day. And the main thing about that strategy is to be really niched. And I know people really struggle with niching quite often. I know I did when I first started my business. Uh, But yeah, you really need to know who your dream clients are. What kind of weddings, elopements, senior sessions are you trying to attract? Mm -hmm. And really, you want to market the things you want to be booking more of. So if there is a wedding you did not love, elopement you did not love, do not pin that. Only pin what you want to be booking more of and try to pin those two to three pins per day. And is there a certain content that draws people in more? So from my experience, it depends on every individual account. So for example, um, for some people, just your regular photos will perform well. Uh, and for some, you need to make some templates and Canva, like some collages, and those might be bringing in more traffic. So I definitely recommend experimenting when you first start pinning or whether you first start taking Pinterest more seriously. See, uh, pin a mix of content. See whether you want to pin more weddings, more elopements. Maybe it is just some detail photos. Those perform really well too, because people are always pinning different yeah. parts of their day. Not only the like the couple's portraits, but also like the details, the cakes, the first looks and all of those little parts of the day are really important too. But yeah, try different templates, collages. You can have a million 
uh, options on Canva for templates. So you don't even need to spend a dime unless you want to get them done more quickly from Etsy or, so- or somewhere. And so I want to throw in there as a wedding photographer specifically, the thing that I notice perform the best on my Pinterest is details. We are guilty of wanting to post a million of our couple's portraits because that's typically what we love the most. But we just have to remember why people are going to Pinterest in the first place, which is to get inspiration for their own weddings or for their own sessions. And so having a bunch of detail things are allowing them to visualize what their wedding could look like. And so for me, I've noticed that detail shots perform very well for wedding photographers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I noticed that too. Same with uh, wedding dresses, like Mm -hmm. outfits and bridesmaids and groomsmen photo inspiration that also usually performs really well if you are a wedding photographer for elopement, then you really need to focus on the scenery and the couple photos and mm-hmm. details if they are relevant to the, those elopements, because some elopements can be really simple too. And I think informative things perform really well as well, like the best wedding venues or the best spots to elope or why you want to elope here, or why you want to do this or how to prepare for your fall session. So I think informative things also tend to perform the best on my account as well, because that's why people are going there. You just have to think kind of like Google, what are people typing in to search because they're going there for inspiration? Yeah. So I have a little tip when it comes to what you just said is uh-huh. like you would go on Google and putting in the search bar, like your potential blog topics, you can do the same thing on Pinterest. That's how I also usually research keywords is just going on the Pinterest search bar and see if that blog you want to write would perform well on Pinterest. Cause if uh-huh. it shows up that keyword in the little drop down of Pinterest keywords, then you know, it's a solid idea to be uh, pinned on Pinterest. And have you seen that videos are performing well? Like obviously on social media platforms, reels and short videos are very, very big. Are they big on Pinterest as well? Are they still performing on Pinterest or is it just photos? So Pinterest recently went through a slight shift when it comes to all of this, like idea pins used to be the it thing for a long time. And that was a great way to repurpose your reels, TikToks, if you market that way too. And now idea pins are slowly getting deleted out of people's accounts. Not not the idea pins that you've posted, but like the option to post them. However, you can still pin your reels, TikToks, maybe you can make a slideshow in Canva and pin those as video pins because they are getting more traction since this shift on Pinterest from moving away from idea pins. I've noticed that video pins have been getting more and more traction. And I know how most of us hate making reels. So you can keep it as simple as you would like. Just download your photos as an MP4 file from Canva. That's really easy to do. Or they sl- or again, create slideshows of multiple photos and again, download as MP4. And yeah, those will perform. They will outperform your standard pins at some point. Uh, but overall, I do like to keep a mix of those regular photos and video f- video pins so you get the best of both worlds and you're not relying only on one type or the other because algorithms 
Pinterest is also guilty of, of having an algorithm, not as hardcore as it is on Instagram, but it has its little t- trips, tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I would recommend trying out video pins for sure. So as photographers are on there creating these pins, is it good to have links and where should these pins be linking back to? So with any pin, you have the option to link it to your website. So the one thing that I recommend not linking to is your website homepage, because that's been uh, a known thing that it can cause you to be in Pinterest spam filter. So any sub page of your website, like the about, the contact, investment, or when you pin a specific gallery that you have blogged about or an educational blog, then link it back to your those specific blogs. Another thing where I would not recommend linking your content back to is your other social media sites. So while you can do it, those results will not be as good as when you link traffic back to your website because Pinterest prefers sending traffic to websites instead of, well, basically it's competitors. So Mm -hmm. you will see better results by pinning things to your website. And definitely don't forget to do that. You have the option to pin every pin to your website. So please do that, (laughs) whoever's listening. (laughs) And so as someone creating a pin, you've got the different sections. So um, you've got like your title and then the description and the links. Um, Is there any thing like should they be putting keywords in the title or keywords in the description or what does this look like to make it perform the best yeah so you should be putting keywords in your titles and your descriptions uh, definitely do not use hashtags on pinterest which is a common mistake that i see uh, when you even think about what how you search on pinterest you are not putting in hashtag wedding photographer you would be putting in like wedding photography inspiration or things like that so that's how you should be going about uh thinking about these descriptions and titles but in general you want to use keywords that are relevant to the photo and to your niche in your industry so for example you are pinning a boho wedding gallery and then you should be including boho wedding keywords in the title and the description you can throw in some other relevant keywords for example whether it's like it was a wedding detail shot or whether it's a bridal portrait or whether it's bridesmaid photos. And you can find all those keywords directly on Pinterest, just going into the Pinterest search bar and try to find descriptive words, how you would describe that gallery you are pinning mm-hmm. and save those for yourself somewhere. I normally save my client keywords in a Google Sheets document so I can refer back to them whenever I need them and I would not be spending extra hours researching every time I need to pin something. But definitely keywords are the key to success on Pinterest. That's how your work gets found on there. And if you're listening to this and you're overwhelmed by keywords, another thing that you can think of is if you are trying to find this picture yourself, like, so put yourself in the shoes of the other person who is searching for this. If you are trying to find this photo, what would you type in for this photo to pop up? Yeah, exactly. And then when it comes to organizing boards, I mean, there's so much that goes into Pinterest. It feels like there's all these different terms like pins and 
um, organizing the boards. It, it's really not that hard once you get into it. So if you're not someone who uses Pinterest yet, it really is not as confusing as it sounds. Um, but when it comes to the boards that you're pinning things to, do you have any recommendations for how people should be organizing their boards? Yeah, absolutely. So for boards, I you can make them whatever you want them to be, but make it relevant to your work and your niche again. So you can have boards that are more generic, like, for example, adventure elopements, uh, elopement inspiration, elopement ideas. And you can also go and split apart parts of the wedding day or elopement day. So, for example, first look photos, wedding detail shots. So you can go really wild when it comes to your boards. Uh, but what I will recommend is not going too hardcore on like the board itself. Like I know Pinterest has the option uh, to make sections into the board. So I don't recommend that you really bother with it because it will make it confusing for yourself. And as well, when people would be finding your board and you have it sectioned away, it will make it more difficult for people to really click into the board and instantly see all that you offer from the board. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't make sections, but yeah, really go creative with your boards, whatever photos you want to pin, see if you have a board that's relevant for it. So for example, if you want to pin wedding details and you don't have a board that corresponds to it, I recommend making a board for that mm -hmm. then. And can you pin something to multiple different boards or should you just pick one board for it to go into? Uh, just one board. Okay. And then one thing, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but one thing that I do is I have boards for different wedding venues that I work at really frequently. So there's bunches of different weddings all within um, that showcase that wedding venue. Um, so that's one thing that I do on my Pinterest. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially if you want to be booking more in specific venues, absolutely make a board that's specific for those venues. Because not only will people be able to find it on Pinterest, it is also likely to show up on Google when people are Googling that wedding venue. Pinterest is usually one of the top five searches that comes up those oh, photos. So I did not even know that. That is great to know. Um, when it comes to boards, most of them are public. If you are someone who wants to, you know, have one for recipes, does, should we make it private so that other people can't see it and still be able to utilize it? Or should we just not be doing any personal pins at all? So I recommend that you do have separate accounts, but if you have one, then make those boards secret so they would not affect your Pinterest algorithm because it can get confused if you are talking about weddings and elopements and photography and suddenly you have uh, web design or uh, room decor. So yeah, definitely then at least keep those boards secret. Yeah, because I know I've got several different private ones. Like I can't make dinner without going to Pinterest. So um, <laughs> I always have to go and find a recipe. Um, but I definitely have those private. So if someone was coming to my Pinterest, they wouldn't be able to see those, but I can still see those. Um, but really, at the end of the day, ultimately what people want is more leads. How can we track our leads and know that they're coming from Pinterest? 
So the way that I do it for my clients is I encourage you to have a referral section on your inquiry form because there is no direct way to know whether it was that Pinterest click that converted. You can see the traffic on Pinterest side, how many outbound clicks you had and on your website analytics, but you cannot see which one was the one that converted. So definitely have the referral section to check which marketing way is working for you. And on my website, I've got like in the inquiry form, how did you hear about us? And so I've got Pinterest as an option there. And so I do have people that click on that. But one thing I have noticed is that they don't necessarily always put Pinterest because they may have found you on Pinterest, but that might have been in their inspiration phase, not their booking phase. So maybe from Pinterest, then they found you on Google or followed you on social media or whatever. So sometimes in conversation, they'll be like, oh yeah, I originally found you on Pinterest. So um, a lot of times I'll find out that's where they found me later on after they've already booked me. Yeah, that that happens. But uh, if you see any outbound clicks going from your Pinterest to your website and no one has clicked that they found you on there, don't get discouraged. Like it's still such a great way to passively market your work. And, uh, and it's actually still mostly about photos. So that is why I still recommend you giving it a go. <laughs> and I think that one thing that people don't realize about Pinterest is that a lot of the people aren't necessarily ready to, they see your pin, they click, they want to reach out to you right that second. A lot of people use Pinterest in their planning process. And so they might pin your pins and not reach out to you until six months later. I know I was one of those people that had the wedding Pinterest board before I was even engaged. <laughs> and I know that a lot of couples do that, or a lot of brides do that. They're planning their wedding before they're ready to actually be planning their wedding. So you might see that you're having clicks to your website and that people are saving your pin, but they're not reaching out right that second. And when they are ready, then they'll reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And saves is also one of those metrics that I always like to track. Not only the outbound clicks, but the saves really do tell you that your work is valuable and that people are saving it and they want that to be their wedding photo inspiration. Uh, and another thing, which is an interesting fact, that when people save your photos, they are more likely to see more of them on their feed. So if they go on again to continue planning their wedding, more of your photos will show up for them. So they are still likely to convert because they are kind of being fed your work by Pinterest too. And does the follower count on Pinterest really matter? Uh, no, on Pinterest, it doesn't matter anymore. It used to because on Pinterest, there used to be the section of uh, who you're following, but now that's been taken away. And it's more about the organic search. So mm -hmm. no matter how many followers you have on Pinterest, everyone has pretty equal opportunities there. As long as you are using those keywords, you are searchable, no matter if you are a smaller newbie photographer or whether you are already very established. Mm -hmm. Well, perfect. Um, can you share with us some of the things that you have to offer for, for photographers and how they can find you? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at pinwithpaula. That is also the tag of my website, pinwithpaula.com. And I currently have two offers. One is done for you. So I take over your Pinterest management completely and create it into this client attracting machine for you so you don't need to worry about the algorithm or pinning and staying consistent and if monthly management is not something you are looking into right now I also have the option for the DIYers where I help you set up your Pinterest account optimize it give you a strategy and teach you exactly how to implement it that's all custom to you and then you can run with it for yourself and maybe come back to me for management later. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Paula. I feel like you really, really showed some good information and how we can start implementing Pinterest into our business and especially important how we can start creating balance in our business. Thank you so much for having me. And anyone, if you have questions after listening to this podcast, feel free to slide in my DMs. I'm happy to chat to you. Perfect. Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week. 